Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded October 7th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Jeff McCallum, and you've tuned into Inside the Artist Studio. Joining me today is the Garys, comprised of three sisters. Erica, Julie, and Lenore Meyer have been taking the indie music world by storm with their dark surf sounds that are soaked in nostalgia. Last May, they released their sophomore album, Surf Manitou, to great reviews that sparked invitations to Western Canada's best festivals and the chance to go on tour opening for Elliot Brood. Taking some time from their busy schedule at Edmonton's Up Downtown Festival to join me today is the Garys. Welcome to Cups and Cakes. Hello. Thanks for having us. Let's start by getting to know your voices. Uh, Tell me who's who and what you play. Uh, Hello, my name is Julie. I play the bass guitar. My name's Lenore and I play the drums. My name's Erica. I play guitar. You very recently finished a tour with Elliot Brood. How did you manage to get an opening spot for one of Canada's favorite indie bands? Uh, well, we played a festival in July in northern Saskatchewan called Nest Creek Festival. Uh, it's a really awesome festival. I think it's been going on there for about 26 years, something like that. Wow. And it's a, sort of a hippie fest, camping festival in, in like the northern boreal forest, really beautiful setting. And we played the after hours stage at like two in the morning and a couple of the guys in Elliot Brood caught our set and really liked it. And a few weeks after that, we got an invite to join them on part of their Western Canada tour, which was super awesome. Nice. That festival, Nest Creek, is uh, like a, one of the best kept secrets of the province, I think. It's uh, so fun. It was a blast to play there too. Yeah. Uh, so where is Nest Creek? It's about three hours north, northeast of Saskatoon. Okay. Yeah, it's near a town called Big River. Yeah. <laughs> Big River. It's a perfect town. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, did you learn any good lessons from these road veterans? Like almost too many to recount them all. <laughs> they were so great about giving us really good advice and they were never, um, they were just so open. Like if we had questions, they would always answer them really sh- respectfully too. Is never like, not even like an ounce of being condescending, you know? They were just like the best guys and yeah. Especially their sound guy gave us some really good advice about our gear and stuff. And he was like, you gotta invest in good microphones. So that's something I think we definitely are gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Noah, their sound guy. He was really, really, really great during the whole tour. Sound tech. Yeah. Yeah, for me. <laughs> um, yeah, they treated us like professionals and it allowed us to I think grow as a band but they gave us a really great platform and I feel like we took advantage of it and it was an awesome experience right on we hope to do it again with them we're probably going to I think all right well let's talk about your latest release Surf Manitou Um, why don't you start by giving me the necessary information you know who recorded it and you know all that jazz Uh, we recorded it last uh, December in Saskatoon with Barrett Ross at Ghetto Box Studios. Um, he's, uh, he's recorded Casey and Clayton, um, some other great albums in the past. He's a super cool guy, very easy to work with. He's a beautiful studio with lots of old 
style gear in perfect condition and uh, yeah that was really great mm -hmm. it, we recorded it on like it was like minus 50 outside so we were like wearing and his studio isn't isn't uh, heated very well yeah so uh, we were like in our winter coats the whole time yeah <laughs> but it was awesome yeah. yeah, and then we had it mastered by a friend of ours who lives in Mon Montreal, Bennett Dobney. He's like such a whiz. He has such a good ear for doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, he helped us out with that too. Yeah. And is it a self-release or is there a label backing it? It was the first uh, release on Grey Records, which is a small label that myself and my good friend Duncan Pickard from Saskatoon uh, put together. Oh, cool. So we've since put out a couple others, but that was number one. So uh, it's just a very small sort of cassette label. Yeah. And uh, just trying to help out some smaller bands who need assistance in any way that we can offer it. So, yeah, it's been a really fun venture. And so Surf Mountain 2 was the first release on Grey Records. Right on. What were the others? Um, we just released one uh, by a band called Chunder Buffet in Saskatoon. They sound sort of like Duchess Says meets B-52s. Mm -hmm. And a band called Owners as well. They've come to Edmonton a few times playing, like, the Sewing Machine Factory and that kind of thing. They're cool. sort of, like, pretty punk, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Being that the Garys is very family forward, with all you being siblings, naming the band after your father, and even having your mom's high school picture as the cover on your debut album, I was wondering if there's a family connection to Manitou Lake. Yeah, well, our parents, um, they have a cabin there. It's actually our grandmother's house that, um, after she passed away, they like drove it on a on a semi-truck to a lot at uh, Lake Manitou. So it's, it's in the village of Manitou. And my parents went there, or our parents went there when they were young. So on the back of Surf Manitou is actually a photo of um, two people. It's our uncle and my our mom when she was little too. So yeah, uh, we've gone there for like a few years now. And it's just like, it's such a great place to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like deliciously tacky, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's it, sort of weird. People describe it as like, it's like retro, but also like spooky. It's kind of got like this weird, I don't know, sort of like a, not a dark energy, but just sort of like a weird vibe to it. It's got it. like a Twin Peaky Twilight yeah. Zone kind of thing going on. Yeah. It's also like a saline lake, so it's uh, extremely salty. So you can float in it like in the Dead Sea. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't support you know most kinds of life it's just like brine shrimp and like bathers that are like floating yeah. <laughs> it's yeah just a really kind of weird place and like very convenient for us because we're all really bad swimmers so yeah. we float <laughs> in the lake it's great it's yeah there's a lot of europeans there all the time who are like covering themselves in mud on the shore and stuff yeah yeah and the legends are that it's healing properties too so people go there for you know for spa Definitely. spa retreats and that kind of thing so cool so the album has some great retro vibes, and when I hear an album like this, I'm always curious about what you guys were listening to that drew inspiration like that. Or is uh, it just stuff you grew up listening to? One big thing is the Shangri-Las, for yeah. sure. Last Halloween, we actually did a... Um, there's an event in Saskatoon called Halloween for Humanity every year where local bands kind of mix and match and uh, do cover sets. Um, so we did a cover set as the Shangri-Las, um, which was really great. And they're pretty challenging songs to learn. way harder than we thought it was. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of elements to them, and especially lots of vocal elements and some dialogue. And, it's, and uh, it seems it was like tricky. none of their... None of their lyrics ever repeat as well, <laughs> except yeah. for like maybe a chorus here and there. But it's just like, yeah, it was a lot to learn. It was really a good learning experience. They for us, also though, yeah. they didn't play their own instruments, so there was a lot of like 
t- multitasking, I guess we had to f- figure out how to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there, there definitely weren't like a three-piece band that backed them, <laughs> so we had to like adapt it to fit the Garys too. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that influence probably worked its way into some of, the, especially the later songs that we wrote on that album. I think Danceland, especially. Mm-hmm. I know for the baseline that I ended up writing for it, um, I would say that's pretty heavily influenced by the Shangri-Las. Right on. We listened to lots of early Beatles and stuff too when we were growing up. It was yeah. always kind of around the house, like CCR and Beach Boys and stuff. It's mostly from our dad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's that's in there somewhere. Yeah. And I think like right at that time of year is when I had first heard of the band the Alalas, and uh, yeah, they were so great. I was listening to them like almost nonstop <laughs> around that time too. But right on. Because my show focuses on Western Canada, I was wondering some of the pros and cons to be in a band in Saskatoon. Saskatoon is like such a good music scene. It's really great. People are really supportive and there's so many bands and it seems like there's like every kind of genre you want, you know? So that's really great. Like uh, I feel like the music community there is really accepting and open and like supportive. Like people always uh, support our music and stuff. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. One of the cons I would say for sure is it takes like eight hours to get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want a tour or even play out a town show. Yeah, yeah just not the eight distance. hours, but yeah, yeah. It, you have to you have to commit a lot right in the beginning if yeah. you want to um, get your music heard outside of the province. Mm-hmm. So you have to you gotta drive a little more. Maybe we, we have played Regina quite a bit, which is a, like relatively easy. Um, drive from Saskatoon uh, and Regina too has been super supportive of us like even from our very first show like I think we were surprised by the reception we got in Regina um, in a really good way so yeah Regina and Saskatoon are close enough that the music scenes kind of uh, can support each other that way I think Yeah. but anything beyond that is like as you said like you know six to eight hours or whatever yeah i feel like uh there will always be like really great bands in saskatoon that the surrounding provinces will just never be able to know about so it's sort of like a double-edged sword a little bit because it makes this the city itself have a great scene but just because we're a little bit isolated geographically it's uh it makes it really hard for some of those bands to break out yeah in addition to your tour with Elliot Brood, you've played some great shows at some of the biggest Western Canadian festivals. With the vast distances between cities, do you think music festivals are more important here than perhaps other parts of North America? I never thought about it. That makes sense, though. Because um, I think like one you know, big risk of like booking a show that's like an eight-hour-plus drive to get there, if, you, if it's an unfamiliar city, you don't know who's going to show up or if anyone's going to be there. Um, so like that was one thing that we were really stoked about on the Elliott Brood tour was just knowing that we would have an audience there, you know, yeah. even if they'd never heard of the Garys, there would be someone there to hear us, mm-hmm. um, which is this, you know, same kind of thing with the festival. Even if no one really knows who you are, you're likely to have some people show up, yeah. you know, festival wristband holders at least. Um, so that kind of takes that risk, I guess, of just like plunging into a completely unknown market kind of takes that risk away. I feel like we've had pretty good luck um, by having just kind of random people unexpectedly listen to us at a festival. Yeah. And so we, I feel like we've uh, been able to, you know, sell merch and just like meet new people who like our music just by happenstance, kind of. Like they came to see some other band and yeah. then they just ended up being like, oh, what's this? So I feel like that has worked for us nice. quite a bit. So mm-hmm. definitely we've, we've taken advantage of that for sure. It's really nice. Cool. Uh, one last question before we plunge into the rapid fire. What does 2018 have in store for the Garys? 
Ooh, not too much as of yet. We're playing at a, speaking of Nest Creek, we're playing at a, a fun spiel, like a curling fundraiser for, um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, for the festival and stuff. And it's going to be really great, I think. I've never been to it, but like all my friends have. Yeah. And the Bruce yeah. McDonald fun spiel, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's like amazingly crazy and a yeah. big <laughs> wild party. It sounds like a very Saskatchewan thing to say yeah. <laughs> for us to be like, we're playing this big curling party. Uh, yeah. And we're curling in it too. Yeah. We, I don't know how to curl. That's fine. Nobody does. <laughs> we've got, we've got a couple months to it's learn. It's just about yeah. kind of getting drunk and having fun. And like, you wear costumes and stuff. You're oh, supposed nice. to. Your team is supposed to get. I don't know. Yeah. I think our biggest challenge will just be being able to play by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have beer, you can curl. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like bowling, I think. <laughs> the drunker you get, the better you might become. <laughs> we've chatted with the brood guys about potentially um, meeting up with them in eastern Canada again in the new year. Nice. Um, it's still like floating around in the air, but that's kind of an exciting possibility that that could potentially happen, so that's cool. Right on. We're going to write some more music because um, mm-hmm. we haven't really yeah. had a chance to write this summer because we've been just playing a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll write some stuff that's not about Manitou Beach. Also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surf Manitou Part 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, let's dive into it. Rapid Fire. First question. What album sparked your love of music? Beatles uh, Live at the BBC. Uh, I want to say Everclear. I want to say maybe either So Much for the Afterglow or Sparkling Fade. Those are kind of go together in my head. Uh, I think it, for me it might have been Knives Don't Have Your Back, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. Nice. Yeah. What's your current musical obsession? I've been listening a lot to The Sandwiches, which we got put onto uh, by Noah the Sound Tech from the Brood Tour. They're a band that played Sled a few years ago from San Francisco. Okay. They're pretty cool. They're like a very mellow five, six, seven, eights or something. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to Ferment by Catherine Wheel a lot. It's a very like 90s college rock kind of sound. Almost sounds super dated, but like in a really good way. Cool. Uh, I've been listening a lot to Prince Rama. They're like a duo from the States and they make really awesome dancey electronic music. That's awesome. I haven't heard of any of those. I got so much to, so much to go and seek cool. out now. Uh, burgers or pizza? Pizza. Uh, I don't know. That's a toss up. Really? <laughs> ask me on any given day. And this I is a democracy. A you, have to, you have to get pizza. We do eat a lot of pizza on tour. Yeah. Yeah. It just like almost, it seems every time we play a show out of town, we end up with pizza. It's so portable. Let's you keep know? it that like way. Like if we have leftovers, it's yeah. like you can't Thin really crust. like save a burger. You can't save a burger. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. You, you're right. Pizza. That's yeah. right. <laughs> How do you take your coffee? With cream. Also with cream. No sugar. No sugar. Yeah. Sometimes I have sugar, but I'm trying to cut that out. Americanos preferably. Oh. I had to tell you (laughs) Best movie you've seen recently I watched the Lady Gaga documentary a few days ago It's not necessarily the best movie I've seen recently But it's in my brain And she's really cool Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether you're a fan or not of Lady Gaga I watched this really cute uh, romantic comedy Called Band-Aid It's about this couple that are A married couple and they're fighting a lot And they aren't communicating So they decide to start a band to like argue through song it's super cute. It's a really, really good movie and has some pretty fun music in it. 
I honestly haven't watched a movie in a long time. I think the most recent one I watched was uh, when I was at Manitou. We have like a bunch of old VHS tapes there, and I just watched Adventure and Babysitting. And I know like I've seen that movie nice. my whole life, but that's the most recent one I've watched, and it's great as always. That's yeah. the best answer for sure. <laughs> my answer stinks compared to that one. <laughs> no way. Alcohol or marijuana? There's a time and place for both. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? Uh, we had a lot of fun on Elliot Brood's, the tour we did with them, because um, they would invite us on for their encore. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we did a couple oh, yeah, songs with them at the end of every too. night. <laughs> um, we did uh, Runaway by Del Shannon. Oh, cool. And then, um, what? Write It All Down Write for You. Write It All Down for yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. And those were both super fun. Yeah, Banging my on, like, pans and stuff. Tambourines. We played tambourines, yeah. yeah my, after the first show, my, I was like, whoa, my hand's bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Mine was all bruised by the end of it. Yeah, we had some tambourine-related injuries. <laughs> yeah. That was super, super this fun. It isn't necessarily an on-stage thing, but I guess immediately after, when we played in Whistler recently... I think I got high-fived by, like, 50 people. Like, no word of a lie. There were so many, like, really, like, just super stoked Aussie young kind of partiers, you know? Yeah. And uh, they were, like, so stoked on it and just high-fives everywhere. It was, like, really uh, infectious and really fun. So, nice. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good high-five? Yeah, yeah, let alone 50 of them. <laughs> What's the worst thing? Oh, um... Well, it's uh, maybe it's kind of, like, a constant. Sometimes people tell us to smile more right after we played a set and uh, to me it's just like really that's what you have to say to me now yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's awful yeah, yeah. it <laughs> happens all the time it's a yeah. pretty shitty like i think it's a gendered comment also because yeah, i think it's a lot less likely that some random person would go up to a band of dudes who were like straight faced and be yeah. like oh how come you didn't smile more or dance more <laughs> i don't know i just think it's more likely to for us to get it as a band of women yeah, or people just assume that we're like holding back or being shy or something because we're not like doing the splits on stage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a kind of funny thing that happened: we opened for the Sadies not too long ago, yeah. and I made like the brutal mistake of putting my beer on my amp. I've never <laughs> done that so in my fun. life at a show, and just like this one weird incident, I just decided to do that. But my amp was set up right in front of um, Dallas from the band, his pedal board. Yeah. And so I looked back in mid-set and my beer was gone. And I was like, oh, shit, fuck. What am I going to do? I was like, we have like eight more songs to play. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to deal with this later. And then after we played, I was like expecting to find all of his electronic stuff like Drown and Beer. Yeah. And somehow there was like some sort of fluke or miracle or whatever that just like tilted my beer the opposite direction. And so it was pouring like onto the stage but not on his stuff oh. and I was like yeah. oh my god so that was like the worst and then the best thing that's yeah, ever happened yeah. to me on stage yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been so bad mm-hmm. yeah somebody was like shining down on yeah. you <laughs> how many pets do you have and what are their names uh, we just like yeah. one like family dog his name's Jasper nice. yeah he's a little, a little bit of a shit <laughs> yeah yeah he's like part husky and i think that makes him like very stubborn so he's like smart but he doesn't want to follow your directions <laughs> yeah i used to have a newt named coolio <laughs> and then, i remember that oh yeah he and died the, yeah he died oh, he did <laughs> yeah what's the strangest job you've ever had <laughs> Uh, I was like a, <laughs> a telemarketer for Fabricland. <laughs> oh my god, so was I. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's like our mom, I don't know. I was probably like 10 or 11 at the time. Our mom is like a really skilled seamstress, so she's like 
you know, hooked in with Fabricon. She's got connections there. She's got connections there. Um, and so she, like, got us this... She got, it was my first job. I think I was, like, 14. Um, and she got me this job as a telemarketer. So you got this list of people, and you had to phone them and tell them about, like, this upcoming sale on, like, Ulfa, cutting mats and cutters and whatever else Fabricon sells. <laughs> and you just had to go through the list, and, like, you got, like, 14 cents a call or some shit. And, like, every third person you phone would be like, I'm sorry, he's passed away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's dead, I'm sorry. <laughs> you like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, like, send a flower basket to, like, every fourth call. Yeah, that was, that was a weird I worked job. at a superstore in the bakery when I was 16. It was really shitty. Yeah. Not a strange job, but definitely a shitty one. <laughs> I remember you said somebody pooped on the floor. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> one of your yeah. somebody pooped on the floor in Superstore, and my my coworker Biliana, she was like, somebody pooped on the floor. <laughs> I, I quit shortly after. I was 16. My hair was dyed red, and I had a hairnet. Uh, my weirdest job. Um, oh man, I well I worked at uh, at Old Navy my first job and um i didn't actually like get to do the retail side of it i just like swept the floors (laughs) so and they i was only scheduled like really briefly and so i quit really quick because i was like because you know i'm supposed to be like a sales associate but i ended up just being a janitor i guess (laughs) (laughs) so yeah (laughs) what's your favorite superhero the wonder twins oh that's That's a good answer i guess but yeah i don't even know who that is neither do i Really? From Super Friends. Yeah. The yeah. Wonder Twin powers. Actually, it's <laughs> yeah. a form of an ice shark. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like one, so it's so dumb because one of them can become any animal. The other one, oh. I think, can become any form of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, if they need to travel, one of them will become, like, an eagle, and the other one will become, like, a bucket of water. <laughs> and the eagle will, like, pick oh, up yeah. the bucket of water. <laughs> it's so stupid. We used to watch that cartoon a lot. Yeah. Erica and our brother Matthew used to watch it. It's, like, really funny and so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good answer <laughs> yeah that's good i don't know i gotta pass on that I <laughs> well i think i already know the answer to this but beetles are the stones beetles yeah yes. beetles what's the best canadian city to play uh we had so much fun in cumberland cumberland yeah, yeah. If, i don't know if it counts as a city or not but cumberland is lit yeah, yeah. where yeah. is cumberland it's in the comox valley on vancouver island oh yeah. it's cool. so good we played so at the waverly fun. hotel and like the first note we played, people were dancing nice. the whole time, and they were like yeah. swinging each other around, like real classic, old-fashioned style. It was yeah. just they the were best. doing like busting out all the like 1960s like beach blanket bingo like dance moves, like the swim and the watusi yeah. and like the mashed potato. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was great for sure. What's the worst? Uh, we played a gig in Prince Albert recently. That was. <laughs> average age was like 65 yeah well i think it, it's kind of like so circumstantial because like it depends on the venue and then like also yeah. the people who show up that night too like because mm-hmm. we yeah there we played like in a theater style and it's just like it's hard to get energy from a crowd mm-hmm. when they're all sitting and also like you're we were like so far apart mm-hmm. you know yeah. and far from so. the audience too like i couldn't actually even see anybody because oh, okay. of the yeah. way the lights were and where the stage was so it was like really weird i, like, I could see like forms and shapes of their bodies and i was trying to like from that interpret like are people enjoying this yeah <laughs> but i just like couldn't tell yeah. yeah we finished one song well it's like a song with a pretty abrupt ending uh graveyard curve and then like it took like it felt to me like 10 seconds, seconds or whatever before people started applauding <laughs> so like either they weren't sure we were done or they were like what the fuck was that <laughs> so you know we cut it out of our set the next day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we put it back in later but yeah yeah what's your biggest pet peeve 
What, okay, one that I really hate is like if you're on a computer and like typing something in and someone's like over your shoulder and you like mistype something and they read your typo. I hate that. Because it's like you know you mistyped it and you're gonna erase it right away, but it's like, I don't know. That drives me crazy. I, uh, this is a bit more music related, but I can't handle when like uh, an XLR is just like dangling straight onto the floor from a mic stand. It has to be like twisted nicely on the mic stand. Yours are looking pretty good. <laughs> but you know when they're just like, they're just not actually they touching the mic stand? Uh, straight so, down. Yeah, so yeah. especially if you have like a guitar or something, and it's just kind of like dangling around. I hate it. I can't handle it. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, can you guys think of my pet peeve? I can't think of it. Yeah, when the temperature gets hot and you get really crusty. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That happened like a couple hours ago in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be jamming and then we'll get like start to get warm and then Erica will start to get really crusty and then we'll just be like, just take off your jacket. And then she'll be like, be happy again. <laughs> <laughs> temperature fluctuations. Yeah. That's Erica's pet peeve. Okay, you can all relate to that. I yeah, know. no, totally. I agree. I agree. <laughs> What's your favorite road trip album? <laughs> Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> we've, we got this. So in our tour van, we have a cassette player. So we've been like acquiring like sweet tapes to listen to as we drive around. And we found one recently called Sun Jammin', yeah. which is like, a, I think a Sony music compilation. Volume one. Volume one. Yeah. Because yeah, I think there's like Thank maybe God, because I want to listen to more. I hope there's We more. need to find volumes like three or like two and like beyond. Um, but it's just like this really great mix of like beachy, like, summer tunes and Montego like, Bay yeah Island Girl yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good I can see clearly now whenever because like, we did a lot of driving in the past couple of weeks so whenever like things kind of started feeling a little bit dull just like pop in the sun jamming and then just change everything change <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> feeling hot 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny if you could get wasted with any musician dead or alive who would it be and what substance would you abuse oh so our dad's a big George Jones fan. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my first inclination. It was like have a bunch of beers with George Jones and like shoot the shit. Actually, we were talking about this in the car kind of, but I think mine would be Loretta Lynn and I would just like drink oh, yeah. like yeah. whiskey with her or something. She'd have some <laughs> stories for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Answer is very similar. Uh, I've been listening to lots of Dolly Parton in my car lately and it's been putting me on this like Western kind of heartbreak kind of feel. Yeah. And yeah, I would totally just like get drunk with Dolly Parton nice. and just like... <laughs> you know share the shitty stories you know yeah <laughs> if you just found out you were the last person on earth what's the first thing you would do probably cry <laughs> I, i'd probably be like is anybody out there <laughs> wow get naked yeah i was gonna say get naked like what's the point anymore <laughs> yeah maybe like steal a car or something wow i'd probably eat a lot <laughs> Just like eat and I would crack. just start looting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's a really tough question because, like, you know, I would think like, oh, I'd go, I'd want to eat a lot, but then like, who's gonna make the food? I have to make it. I'd go to an amusement park, but who's gonna run the rides? I have to run it. I couldn't even like <laughs> sit on the roller coaster. So like, what can you do? But just I like, like get a dog. I'd go to like everyone's house and turn the taps on and like wet bandit the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was my last question. You guys did amazing. Thank you. Thanks. We haven't Thanks had many of those before. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to Cups and Cakes. Thank you so much for yeah, having yeah. us. Thanks for having us, Jeff. And all the best in the future. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers. All right. To close out the interview, we're going to hear Manituna from the Gary's wonderful album, Surf Manitou. Enjoy. 
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from the Garys. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.